Dolly Mamas has been on Queen Bitch, which was a sitcom in the 90s. Uh, you have been on Where Women Create. You have been on the latest issue of Art Dolls magazine. So tell us a little bit how you got started. Uh, well, I, I got started because when I got married and moved to the suburbs um, and had my baby, Zoe, I wanted to stay home and be a mom. And I realized that I'm not very good at it. And I, I needed something more than baby talk and and so I decided to create something out of nothing uh-huh um I was at that point um well what happened really is I went into this fabulous little store in my town and I was one of those artists that said oh I could do that oh I can make that oh I can make that but I never made anything I just talked a big talk about I can make all this stuff that other artists made <laughs> and the the owner heard me because I'm not very quiet and said oh you make things and before I could say no I, I don't no I don't um my ex-husband at the time said though well, he was my husband at the time said oh yeah she can make anything and so she said listen we need some jewelry displays made for a window and uh so I said okay and I've always been the kind of girl who jumps in the water and then figures out how to swim. So, so I went home and figured out how to make wire jewelry displays, and that's how I started my first company, um, Live Wire. And uh, from there, I started designing these long, lanky women. And uh, one of the guys at the show said, why don't you make them out of metal? And I thought, well, okay. So I went to Home Depot and bought some uh, roof fla flashing and hand painted them and, and went to the show. And it became the biggest thing, you know, because I was making something I loved. I wasn't making it to sell it. I was making it for me, mm -hmm. you know, for my insecurities. And uh, that was it. That was it. That's great. Okay, I want to show some of your work right now so we can discuss a little bit about your creative process. And, but before I show that, I want to ask you, what inspires you when you're creating? What inspires me? Mm -hmm. It depends. It could be something like looking outside the window and seeing this bird, and then, oh, my God, it's a bird. Or it could be a piece of vintage fabric. Mm -hmm. You That's know? Cool. That's cool. Okay, let's see some pictures. Okay. Can you see this one? Yes, yes, the cookie. That's a cookie jar. <laughs> when did you create that? I created that, oh my gosh, it could have been six, seven years ago. Okay. And that was before I knew Photoshop. So I literally had to hand draw it, screw it up, hand draw it again, screw it up. <laughs> Yeah, that was cool. It's cool when you have um, something you design in your head on paper, and then when it's sent to a manufacturer for licensing, they put it into 3D. Yes. You know, uh, blows my mind. To this day, it still blows my mind. I'm I mean, all of the artists that take what I do and make it more magnificent. <laughs> now, we are seeing a, a card, and you won several awards related to cards, correct? Yes, I have. Okay. Yes, I have. Yeah, I've been doing greeting cards. Funny thing is, I got my first licensing degree, uh, licensing uh, contract, oh gosh, 17 years ago or so. And um, that's my new stuff. Um, and when Picture came and said, we'd love to do female humor, it's not really out yet, are you interested? And I said, sure. 
And so they said, you have to do 12 Dolly Mama cards or 24, I can't remember. And I'm like, sure. I didn't know how to draw Dolly Mamas. It took me all day to do one drawing. Mm-hmm. So it's funny to, to see the, the my art. And I'm embarrassed by my original art, which... <laughs> Now, it's interesting that in your blog you say, I create art for licensing. Mm-hmm. Why you didn't start like, I'm an artist? When, uh, repeat that. When, when did well, I what? On your, on your blog, you say, I create art for licensing. Yes. But uh, why didn't you start with, I'm an artist? Is there a reason ah. behind that? You know, my dad said I came out of my mother with a crayon in my hand. <laughs> so I've always been decorating and sewing and making jewelry. And, you know, for me, Barbies wasn't about playing with Barbies. It was like making her outfits fabulous and, okay. you know, decorating her apartment. And I have to pick up the puppy because she keeps barking. Hold on for it. Oh, yeah. And you can show the puppy because she's super like cute. Baby, come here. Can you say hi? She's like, yeah, I can't. I, I'm shy. Um, so... Um, I've always been an artist, but I, not until recently in my fifties, can I really say I'm an artist Mm -hmm. and not be embarrassed because I wasn't taught. I wasn't trained to be, you know, I didn't go to school for it. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, my first, I remember I went to college and everyone's like, oh, you're so talented. You're so talented. And I went to college, my first art class, my little portfolio. And I was like all proud. And the art, the teacher said, everyone take out your portfolio. Let's see what you have. So we know what we're, you know, dealing with. And everyone took out this magnificent work, years and years of trained work. And there I was with my dinky little drawings. And I literally packed up my drawings, put them back into my little black case. And I walked out, never went back to an art class ever again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, re- I guess the, the longer answer is not until my 50s can I really say, I'm an artist. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I asked you that exactly because we hear that every day, how, how sometimes it's hard for people to embrace the fact that they are artists. And you mentioned not until your 50s. We had Beverly Oliwa here uh, a few weeks ago, and she said she started calling herself an artist at 60. So it, it is a process that is usually not easy for people to say, okay, I not only create, but I am an artist. Right. And maybe because we are waiting for validation of a certificate or a diploma or something. I want to talk about licensing. Before we do that, I want to show a few more pieces that you have created. Sure. Uh, yeah. I know you love coffee. <laughs> I, which is funny because I've made a lot of money selling Christmas ornaments and, and tea things. And I don't drink tea and I'm Jewish. <laughs> 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 Let's see another one. Yeah, those that's are... an ornament, right? I'm telling you. You know, you know what I just realized, like a, this second, I actually have a purse with a dolly mama. <laughs> yes. You know, if I knew, if I had connected those two, I would have brought today because I wear that all the time. I think it says something like I'm addicted to shopping or something like that. Yeah, that sounds like me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, now I looked at the ornament and said, oh my gosh, I have one. It's a purse. Okay, one more. Yeah, actually, it it looks really like the one we are going to show now. Or not. Okay, there it goes. (laughs) Okay. 
This, this is very cool because the story behind this, and I don't know if the left and right is, is uh, back or so. So I'll take the green, the, the Dalai Mom with the metal, the green. That was one of my original drawings. If you flip her back, she's all rusted in the back because that was done with the roof flashing. Um, the one in the middle is when I started manufacturing Dolly Mamas by myself. Mm -hmm. And I hired girls to come and, and we had like a whole, you know, production line going on with stamping and painting. The third Dolly Mama, the one that's got the bow in the hair and the, all the doodad, extra doodads, that was a licensed Dolly Mama with a company called Silvestri. So there's a morph of, you know, starting with the my original one that's a mess down to the licensed one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And this one? That, the pillow that I did at Art Dog, they are such a pain in the you-know-what to stop. <laughs> I thought to myself, okay, there's got to be another way. So I, w I had canvas, and I thought, why don't I just cover canvas with duck cloth? Mm -hmm. And do the same thing. And then I added the um, fake eyelashes because I was in this fake eyelash thing. But I'm really bad at, at putting on fake eyelashes because I can't see up close. So I said, I'll put them on the dolls. It's easier. So, uh -huh. Yeah, I love her. That's cool. Now, so you started creating and then selling pieces. And then it looks like you had some people helping you cut the dolly mamas. Uh, how the licensing happened in the process? Um, well, what happened was we were doing so well with manufacturing ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, and I had a guy who laser cut the metal and then somebody who primed them. So they came to me just white. And somebody said, you should do the gift show. And New York was the big gift show at the time, not Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So we lived close enough. And I thought, I got nothing to lose. Let's, let's invest in this. So we had a little tiny booth and... It got so busy in our booth, and the economy was great at the time, so that had a lot to do with it. Um, buyers were coming in and literally filling out their own forms. I mean, there was just the two of us, and we just couldn't even handle it. Uh -huh. And these two women came in, Edie and Linda, and they're like, we're from Silvestri. Would you like to, you know, would you be interested in licensing your Dolly Mamas? And I have no idea what that meant, but it sounded good. <laughs> so, so I said, sure, 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 sure. And um, then I found out what it meant was I designed one of everything. Mm -hmm. And then I hand it to the manufacturer, and then it's not my problem anymore, which is great for me because I get bored so easily. <laughs> and then they, they take care of it. Uh -huh. And that licensing started for me. And then they asked me to dress up like a Dolly Mama and tour around America doing art signings. So I'm like, wait a second. I get to dress up. <laughs> and wear pink wigs. Sure, and you're going to pay me money? Sure. I could do that <laughs> without money. It was like a dream come true. So yeah. even uh, you were licensing the products. They, of course, were taking care of manufacturing, but you would still had to do the promotion part on your own, or would they help you? Well, at that point, I was still manufacturing because I wasn't sure how licensing. I didn't know there was money to be made in licensing because, well, mm -hmm. I never knew what licensing was. Um, 
so we were still doing our local shows and selling to art galleries at like, I think they were $75 retail. And Silvestri, when they finally came out, and my first check was ridiculous. I mean, it was like $75,000 for one quarter, which is unheard of, mm-hmm. but it was way back in the day. And I thought, well, I'm going to retire. I mean, <laughs> one quarter, 75000 So I was like, I'm doing a new kitchen. And um, like, like I said, the economy was great. And they, we did four shows, Atlanta, New York, mm-hmm. Chicago, somewhere else I can't remember. So four times a year they'd send me out to these shows and we'd dress up. And, and then in between that, the sales reps would hire me to go to different stores and dress up and do art signings. And we didn't have, internet was pretty new. Facebook wasn't around. Instagram wasn't around. So we did the old-fashioned way. Yeah. You know, we went out there and schmoozed. Yeah. Talk to people. <laughs> so fun. Now, but, uh, explain to me in the licensing process, you create, of course, the, the, the design. But, of course, then, it get, like you said, it gets out of your hand. And every time something gets out of our hand, there is less control in the, in the process. Were you okay with that? Or, or how was the process for you? You know, a couple of things. I'm a control freak. So I have a hard time letting go of things and I have trust issues. So, you know, that was hard. But then I had to realize that if if you're a manufacturer of ceramics and you design ceramics, you must know ceramics. So I had to let go and trust other people. But in your contract, you should make sure that you get first approval of your design. So I hand design it on paper. Mm-hmm. And then it, it goes to the manufacturer. The manufacturer, let's say if it's in China, um, designs a three-dimensional, let's say it's a coffee cup. Mm-hmm. They will then send me pictures. So I can say, well, this is off or that is off or the nose is too flat or, you know, I can tweak it. And then once I sign off the approval, then, you know, you're good to go. Mm-hmm. But there are times, classic, um, I designed a snowman cookie jar. So it was, uh, looked like it, well, it was a snow lady. So it was a snow lady with vintage glasses and, you know, the carrot nose, and she was all in white. And then her base, you know, was clear where you can, you know, glass where you can put the cookie jar. It came, and I don't even know how this got through, because I proved it white. It came back with a Caucasian snowman. <laughs> so it does happen sometimes. Uh-huh. What are you going to do? <laughs> but you still have almost the final say in each piece then. I'm sorry, what? You have a final say. You can say, yes. no, this is wrong or yes. I don't want well, that way. If you're in your contract, mm-hmm. you do have final say. Because if you don't have final say, they can pretty much take your design and do whatever they want with it. Mm-hmm. And if you're okay with that, that's fine. I, yeah. But I've learned the hard way. <laughs> how, how long ago did you start your licensing deals? Um, my first, my first licensing deal was in 2001. 2001, so about 16 years. Yeah. And with how many companies do you have licensing deals? Um, oh my God, how many companies through the years? <laughs> Let me get my book here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, real, first of all, menopausal brain, I can't remember what I said five minutes ago. Um, but so you have more than what? <laughs> a lot. I mean, it's been a lot. And there are ones that... I didn't work, didn't work out for me or didn't work out for them so much. And you let those go and you pick up new ones. Okay. So things were going okay with the licensing, but then the recession hit 
Did that impact you at all or not? Um, it took years. I mean, the recession came and I was making really good money. Um, Bradford, which was the Christmas ornaments, mm -hmm. it was ridiculous. The checks were ridiculous. I mean, and by then I was divorced and I thought, well, I'm going to buy myself a big house, you know, so I could say I, as a single divorced woman, could buy my own house. Uh -huh. So I did that. And then the recession came and I'm like, oh, I'm still fine. And then all of a sudden it caught up with me. Mm -hmm. So um, I forgot what you asked me. <laughs> well, how did, uh, did the recession impact oh. your... Yes. So, I mean, at the greeting, you know what, in greeting cards, the internet came along and greeting cards, people weren't spending money on greeting cards, which was one of my big, big checks still. Mm -hmm. um, so that, and then Silvestri, one of my other large companies, they were sold and, you know, people were buying and selling companies and we all kind of got lost. And then with manufacturers were making some crap, really. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't know what to do. Uh, so you reinvent yourself. And sometimes you have to, as an artist, you will have great years. And then the years that, you know, you're not so great. And that's okay. That's just okay. It's just the way it is. I love what I do. So it's okay when I don't need to eat all the time. It's not a big deal. It's all <laughs> you know? uh before I show more pictures, one of our viewers, Bree, is asking, how long is a common, common licensing contract? Uh, two to three years. Because you, you cannot go shorter. Because it, it, if I'm designing something today, it will take most likely a year and a half before it ends up in a store. You know, because it's got to go through all the, it could take a couple months just to go back and forth to contract. People don't work so fast, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so t two years uh, minimum, three years, if you're confident that it's a tight, good, it's a good contract. Okay. Yeah. Before you tell me what are the things we need to be careful about, if, you know, as an artist, we are thinking about license, I want to show the pillows. Uh, Bree said, love the pillow. And this were the, the ones that were in the Art Doll magazine, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. And you created just for them, or is this something that you try no. to make all the time? This was done for me because of my insecurities of being an artist. I don't think I'm good enough. And why does anybody care what I have to say? Blah, blah. <laughs> so one day I decided, and because I wasn't trained in painting, I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm just going to try painting and in a more dimensional way um so I decided I'll, I'll get some I had some um painter's cloth and I just started doing them for myself and then it was funny because when I was in where women create for my studio um I had sent some photos and I don't even remember sending this and so when um I was contacted by Art Doll Quarterly. They said, oh, you know, uh, somebody had sent this to us. We'd love to do an article. And I'm like, I don't remember sending this. To oh, boy. <laughs> so it, it was kind of cool. And then through that, you contacted me, which was amazing. That's cool. I tell you. So, you know, I'm going through my, like, insecurity head today, uh, getting ready to, to talk to you. And a girl, a woman, I don't know if she's a girl or a woman, emailed me today about the pillow she said she loved the article and it inspired her she's she's a new artist and inspired her and she made two pillows oh, cool. to give to her friends and i thought 
that's why I do what I do. That's cool. Because if you touch one other person and then she's a hospice nurse, so God bless her for doing what she does, I'm good. You I'm know, good. I, I agree with you. I think if you can inspire one person to create something, when we live in a world that is so divided, there's so much anger, if a person creates something, it's going to make herself and somebody else's smile. And that is worth. So it, it is worth creating for others to inspire in what we do. I think we shouldn't be too protective of, of that. Let's show one more piece. This one is one of your wire. This, well, no, this, this I did a couple of years ago. Um, a friend of mine, Linda, had contacted, Linda Nita had contacted me about, let's design a new product line. And I, I'm all about designing anything new. Um, so my goal was to only design uh, with what I had in the house. So what's in my studio? I wasn't going to buy anything. So this is one of the pieces I designed um, from the crap I've been collecting for 50 years. <laughs> This is, yeah, this is also because God knows I have a lot of wire from, from having live wire. So this is something else I, I designed. Yeah. Oh, this is a woman. She's a, oh, love this woman. She uh, was one of the first writers for the Mary Tyler Moore show. Oh, really? Yeah. And she contacted me and said, I want you to do my book cover for my memoir. Let me tell you, Shahar, you would love this book because it's our generation. I mean, she's a little older than me. She'll kill me that I said that. But <laughs> she has slept with everybody or knows stories about everybody. Her memoir is fabulous. And it's really? all about being a writer in a male's in a male industry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was That's fantastic. The 60s, we can never tell too much about our story. <laughs> I don't remember a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You, you know, it's, it's it, it, funny that you mentioned Mary Tyler Moore, uh, because I used to watch every single episode. And at that moment in time, she was so independent for a woman concerning the society we had at that point. So it, it's amazing. Now, concerning licensing, if people are thinking about this, if this is an opportunity in their lives, what are the things they should be worried about? Like you mentioned, part of the contract, having some control over the final product. What else? Um, I say don't worry and take chances and make mistakes. I mean, I've lost $100,000 on a loose contract, and I hired a very expensive lawyer. And then we still, they found a loophole. It happens. Um, you know, it, it's a hard industry now because back when I started, there, there wasn't a lot. Mm -hmm. um, there weren't a lot of licenses. It was a lot easier to get into. It, it's a lot harder now. I don't think the money's where it used to be and who knows if ever will be. Um, if you can manufacture yourself, you'll make more money. Um, licensing does make it easier because a lot of time I, I could never ma mass manufacture ceramics for myself. Mm -hmm. That'd be way out of my crazy comfort zone. Um, but I say, you know, if you've got a line that's great, put it out there. Um, you can contact manufacturers. You can go online and, and Google, you know, manufactured, you know, licensing or go to your, let's say you want to do rubber stamps, go to your local craft store and look at rubber stamps and just see who the manufacturer, 
excuse me, manufacturer is. And then you can contact them directly, make it short and sweet, send a couple low-res photos of your work, and uh, be persistent. Mm -hmm. Be persistent, that's you know. And don't worry when people say, no, it's not for me, because that does not mean it's not for anybody. It's just not for them. And it might not be that for them this year. It might be for them next year. You just don't know. I just watched a movie called Big Eyes. I don't know if you've seen that. Uh, oh, my God, I love that movie. Tim, Tim Burton is the director. And that's exactly what happens at the beginning. Well, there's a whole story around it. But one of the things was going with the paintings to, to a gallery and the guy thinking that was trash. Yeah. And he became... That's just one person's opinion. And you yeah. don't know if you got them on a bad day. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You just look at... Um, Oh, J.K. Rowling? Is it uh, Harry yes. Potter? Yes. Like, I think 27, wasn't it? Like 27, you know, uh, didn't work, said this book isn't going to go anywhere. So, mm -hmm. If I'm not wrong, you mentioned Chicken Soup for the Soul. That, that's exactly what happened when he was trying to sell the first one. Oh, I didn't know. a bunch of no's. Really? Yeah. So it happens to all of us. And the no is, is not to us, right? <laughs> there are many reasons there. Okay, so uh, first, Aubrey Corbetto is saying, this is so pretty about your work, and it's really nice. So you started, well, you, you started making art, you started manufacturing, then you went into licensing. That was about 15 or 16 years ago. Tell me about your today. How is your business today? What are your plans? What are you doing? Um, you know, I went through a couple... Uh, years and it could have been a those are my perimenopausal years where you know business wasn't as great and you know the old computer went you suck what are you doing go get a job at starbucks which i would not mind because i love Starbucks. yeah um, you're, you're like coffee and chocolate right is that correct yeah, that's true. yeah. and um i was like okay enough of your pity party joey get your crap together and let's just reinvent you know, so I started, re like the black and white Dolly Mama you saw. That's more of a new thing. Um, I got an iPad with um, the, the uh, pencil, you know, oh. you draw. That has opened a world for me because you don't have to worry about making mistakes. I'm still hand drawing, but I can fix it without having to start over again. Um, and then I decided after years of, yes, I should, no, I shouldn't, to get an agent. Mm-hmm. Which everyone said, Joey, you don't need it. You have a big mouth. You've got a chutzpah. You don't need it. But you know what? It was the best thing I ever did. Uh, Suzanne Cruz is phenomenal. And she's gotten me a lot of new uh, contracts that I never would have thought of. You know, a fabric line that's coming out. And so, so explain to us what an agent for an artist is. Because everybody is used to actors have agents, right? That's a no-brainer. They understand. Yeah. How, how do they work with artists? And just before you answer, Tammy is saying that she loved that movie too. That's a good movie. Yeah. Um, yes, having an agent means they do all the crappy work. <laughs> and I get, to, I get to draw and design and make things. Um, with an agent, she has all the connections. So I have a lot of connections. Look, my, my foot was already in the door. I'm established. It's easier for me to get work than it is for somebody starting out. Having an agent, I don't, you know, you don't need your foot in the door. I mean, I already, 
it was probably a little bit easier for her to get me work because people knew me and I already could say, hey, because they really, all they care about is the money. Manufacturers want to make money. Right. Um, but the agent, she'll say to me, okay, Joey, um, we've got, I've got a fabric connection. I think they would be a very good match for you. Please design a line of fabric um, with Dolly Mamas and funny sewing sayings. And then do some, you know, little sewing doodads and make some patterns. And I'm like, okay. So I do that and I send it to her. And she sent it to a fabric manufacturer. And then, you know, a month later I got a contract. Mm -hmm. And then she'll say, okay, Joey. Uh, cocktail napkins. I know you're licensed with Pictura. Do you have other stuff that's not anything to do with Dolly Mamas? Okay, so I'll just create something new. So having an agent has pushed me outside my comfort zone, um, which is wonderful. Mm -hmm. And um, that's what she does. She handles all the contracts. I don't have to deal with all the ugh, paperwork and the big lawyer verbiage and um, so she handles the contract. I mean, they they take half of your set, you know, whatever you make, they get half of it. But it was worth it for me. At this point in my life, it was worth it. And they're and probably it, doing a lot of things that most artists really don't want to do, right? I, absolutely. Because, I mean, for me, I'm very, what is it, right-brained? Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, I have a left brain. I don't like using it. So my agent's my left brain. And because Suzanne is, uh, she was an artist who then became an uh, agent for licensing mm -hmm. for art, she gets us. Mm -hmm. So, and most of them, I think, in the licensing genre probably mm -hmm. were. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So cool. how, how long do you spend creating today? Oh, my gosh. It, it could be eight hours in my studio, and then, you know, we'll cook dinner and then sit in front of the TV, and I'll take my iPad that I was working on something and... Start drawing. That's, you know, it's work, but it's not work for me. Uh -huh. So I love doing it. And, and it's kind of zen, you know, because I'm like, you know, when you're drawing and you're not worrying about making mistakes, it's like a meditation. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Fantastic. Okay. Uh, one more question for you. What keeps your creativity in focus? Uh, what? Wow. Um. You know, I start a project, and it doesn't work out, and then I go through the I suck, and then I get a cup of coffee, and I get back to my studio, mm -hmm. and, and I stop fighting myself and stop thinking about, well, what, is, what does the manufacturer want? Mm -hmm. You know, what does the woman I'm selling to want? And I go, stop. Do it for yourself. Mm -hmm. And once I do that and I let all that go, it just happens. It just, if you stop listening, and I probably should, am I allowed to say a little bitty swear word? Yeah. <laughs> okay. If I stop listening to the itty bitty shitty committee in my head. <laughs> I have that too. Yeah. And, and you just shut her up mm -hmm. um, and just be and just let it come out. And if it doesn't work that's okay some of my worst drawings became my best work once i stopped fighting myself and my my work yeah i think the creative process in itself sometimes questions our soul all the time 
and yeah. we start doubting about everything we do, and, and that gets in the way big time. Yeah, I, well, because we're raised that, A, you shouldn't be an artist. That's mm -hmm. a hobby. Um, and, you know, we're in this, we're supposed to be busy all the time, and you have to be making money, mm -hmm. and you don't have time to be fluffing around with artwork. And, and no, that's not correct. Because once we can be at peace with creating and mm -hmm. being proud of it, yeah. it the, the money comes. Once you, you know, it comes. So you, you mentioned the fact of, you know, self-esteem and, and questioning, but you also say the money comes. So when you, at a point in time, you were there selling shows and then things start growing. And you start seeing the potential of the money out there. Of course, with the licensing, you said, wow, this can uh, go 10 times, 20 times what I do today. How scared were you at that point? Or were you scared? Or uh, were you always the kind of girl that thinks very big and nothing is a challenge? Um, I am frightened beyond belief all the time. But I don't let my fear stop me. Mm -hmm. I mean, our first show set up the whole show. I had all my, you know, Dolly Mamas. Um, and I was so afraid that nobody would like them that I scared buyers away. Mm -hmm. And my husband at the time sent me out. He's like, you know, leave the booth. Just, <laughs> just leave the booth. Oh, it wasn't with the Dolly Mamas. It was with Livewire. Uh -huh. uh, leave the booth. So I left the booth and I shopped other artist booths. And he sold my stuff. And, um, yeah, I'm always scared. I mean, but you got to face your fears. Yeah. Because if you don't, you'll, you'll just be stuck your whole life. And life's too short. I mean, life's just too short to face your fears. I just take a, tup, a couple deep breaths and just go, I got nothing to lose. And especially, you know, at our age, do you find, like, if I knew what I knew now then, I could probably rule the world. Because what I have, what am I afraid of? That somebody's going to say, you suck. Okay, so what? Yeah. So what? So you don't like me. That doesn't mean I don't like me. It just means you don't. And if you don't like me, that's fine. Go away. <laughs> no. I think, I think the, the biggest nightmare is exactly paying too much attention to what other people think yeah. about you. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar, but there is a, a theater author called Jean-Paul Sartre. And... Mm -hmm. Uh, well, I read that in Portuguese, so the translation might be wrong, but he used to say that hell, hell is the eyes of the others. Ooh, that's Meaning good. that, you know, if you're paying too much attention to what they think of you or what they think about what you say, you don't move. Yeah. It can really stop you on your feet. No, it's it's true. It's very true. And, and you know, you hear it your whole life. You know, everyone's like, you shouldn't do this. And why'd you do that? And blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you go crazy. Tammy Eversledge is saying, feel the fear and do it anyway. And that's a good motto to, to so, live by. So true. And it really does work. I mean, I, there are times I've been so petrified, I thought, I'm just going to pass out right here. But... <laughs> You know, some, and, and if you think of all the horrible, embarrassing things and trust, okay, when I was on Oprah, I made the biggest ass out of myself. And Why? one day I meet her again and tell her my story because she's the only person in the world who has ever shut me up. And not because she did anything. Was, I shut me up because I was petrified because it was Oprah. So I have made um, complete ass out of myself numerous times in my life. And um, guess what? Does it mean anything? Mm -hmm. No. 
No, and I promise I'll, I'll do it again. It's <laughs> well, I read a comment on your feed the other day that you, I think you shaved your hair to, for a TV appearance. Not well, we were on vacation okay. and bored, and uh, we saw this older woman with really, really short hair. And I'm like, that's really cool. And I was in my 30s, and my husband at the time said, I double dog dare you to do it. And I'm like, eh, crap, give me a razor. Shave my head. My daughter wouldn't speak to me for like two weeks. Well, after, after I shaved my head, I went, oh, crap. I'm going to be on TV on the Carol Duvall show in like two weeks. What the hell am I going to do? So I did what mothers do with little babies who have no hair when they're girls. You know, you stick a little pink bow. I stuck a little pink bow and I went on the air. Oh, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Now, you know, let me tell you, me with no hair, I look like my father without a goatee. <laughs> not a pretty look. Not a pretty look. <laughs> you know, I, I, I really think we could be best friends. Uh, many years ago, my daughter was about four years old, and I was working on TV commercials, and I think I dyed my hair. I don't even remember the color. It was red or something. And I get home, and she starts crying. And I say, what's wrong? And she said... I want my mom with the blue hair back. <laughs> and my husband went, my ex-husband went, don't you see anything wrong with what's going on? <laughs> no. <laughs> so. It's an artist. I think we just see the world in a very amazing way. <laughs> yeah. Joey, any final advice for artists that are out there and, you know, maybe they're struggling about... Uh, calling themselves artists, or they're trying to go to another level and sell more of their art, what would you tell them? Take risks. Don't be afraid. If you, in your heart, I mean, like in your soul, love what you do, put it out. Put it out in the world, because you'll touch one person, mm -hmm. and that one person touches somebody else, and it's just paying it forward. And I have to remind myself that every day, because I design something and go, I suck, you know? <laughs> so yeah, just, if you don't, if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, I can't help you. But if you're doing it from your soul and you love what you do, just put it out there for the world because isn't that what it's all about? Just connecting with people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And we have so many more ways to do that today that we should explore. Yeah. I have yeah. one more question from, for you from Dulce Corrales. What steps would you advise someone starting to make art, artworks now, do beyond creating art to get recognized? So it, tell us a little bit about the marketing side of this. I think that's what she's asking. Yeah, I struggle with this every day because, like you, I mean, when, you know, I started in advertising. We had blue repo present, you know, pens, and you cut and pasted your words to create, you know, an advertisement. Um, this day and age between Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and I am clueless, absolutely clueless, um, because I was established before any of this became. Um, I think the younger generation knows more than we do. I say ask your kid. Yes. <laughs> I really do. I mean, I know I just posted and I didn't even know how I did it. Um, one of the black and white dolly mamas on Instagram. And I was afraid to do it because I thought, what if people don't like it? And I'm like, stop. 
because it, it got so many like replies. I was like, well, there you go. Lesson learned. Um, and that, that that took off on its own. Like I haven't even manufactured these black and white Dolly Mamas yet. And they already took off on their own. So I said, just put it out there on, on all these, you know, platforms, I guess they're called, right? I you, Honestly, I think you can answer that better than I can. Well, I, I think it still takes a lot of work, Joey, uh, it, different tools than what we had before. But I think actually before it was, we would have to reach people going there. Like you said, you go to trade shows, you go yeah. promote. Today, we have these amazing tools that actually cut the costs out a lot. They are not free. It, it's foolish to think they are free. But they help us get the word out in, in, if we are open. I think people can watch you and they, they know right away that you're not going to hold barrels. You're going to say what you think. If you have to swear, you swear. You're yourself. And I think that's what everybody is looking for. Can I find somebody real that is not over polished, over edited, over fake? And if I can find those people, I can create a relationship. It might be virtual relationship, but then they become your ambassadors. And, and that's the beauty of social media because the word can spread a lot faster than before. So we have to take advantage of that, but we need to understand what they want and you know how they want. And they don't want anything over polished, over, over taken care. And unfortunately, many people in our age range, they think, that they think oh, everything needs to be perfect from the light, from my background, from what I say. And actually, that ends up getting in the way instead of helping. You no, have to I be think, real. Well, I, I think you see. I think that was a great answer. And and I have to say, you had said about um, reaching other people and connecting. And what happens is that, at least for me as an artist, which is a big problem, is you know my studio is in my home. So I get up mm -hmm. and I make my coffee and I'm in my pajamas. Sometimes with a bra, sometimes without. <laughs> in my studio creating all day. And yeah. if I don't get out of the house, which unfortunately I'm okay with, um, I'm lost. I don't know where my stuff is sold. I don't know who's who owns my stuff, who doesn't. And I've disconnected myself. Mm -hmm. And so I think what you just said is, is really important is to, you know, connect. Like now I have this wonderful connection with you yeah. where if you didn't push for us to do this, I would have just said, eh, you know, I don't need anybody. I don't, you know, I, I'm going to keep myself in a safe bubble. Mm -hmm. where nobody can hurt me and I can't hear anything negative. And, um, and so I thank you for people like yourself who, who push and, and, you know, because of this, who knows where this will go or yeah, what exactly. I do you, together. You never know the network you're reaching, which you may be able to do some years ago, but today you don't, you never know who's yeah. watching you and what's going to happen. And amazing things happen many times. Yeah, it's true. And, and so, uh, I think what you just said was great advice and, and something I really need to do more myself is, is, you know, get connected through Facebook or through Instagram. I don't even know how to answer it. Can you even answer anybody Instagram? Yeah, yeah. it's not my favorite tool either, but you have to experiment and you have to use everything that is out there. And then one of them will talk to you and then you stick. Yeah. And it, yeah, I think you're right. And it's funny because I have to tell you, it's kind of silly when you know when we finally connected so we can see each other and all i kept thinking is like i don't usually do face face is it facetime on your phone yeah, yeah. because all i do is look at my neck I'm, i can't even hear what you're saying because i'm too obsessed 
<laughs> with my neck. And I thought, this is what's going to happen when I'm talking to you. I'm not going to hear you because I'm really going to my neck. But the good news is the picture of me is so tiny, I can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, at least you can't worry about your neck. What about me? I don't have one. <laughs> what's the big deal? It's Joey. so funny because you were just saying we're so obsessed over everything has to be perfect. And no, because life isn't perfect. Mm -hmm. Your artwork isn't perfect. What yeah. I designed five years ago, I'm appalled over. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe somebody's wearing something. I, that's disgusting. Take it off. That's so, good. yeah. Cool. Thank you so much for being jo uh, here today, Joey. If people want to connect with you and know more about the story and what you create, where they can go? Um, my website, which is theartofjoey.com, um, and I have a contact. You can email me, or you can email me at dollymamas at aol.com. I always answer everybody back because I am in awe that people will take time out of their crazy lives to, you know, email me. Mm -hmm. So you'll always get an email back from me. And I'm glad you do, because that's how we connected. Yeah. <laughs> okay, again, thank you so much for being here. Yeah. I really enjoyed this conversation. Guys, as you know, this video stays on Facebook, on YouTube, on Periscope, everywhere on our blog. So if you think this content can help another artist, please share and tell them, watch the Dolly Mama. She's so famous and she's so cool. And they get to spend an hour with her and with me as well. So. Thank you so much. We do appreciate your time here with us. Next week, we have another creativity in focus. So be sure to check it out. We try to go 2.30 every day, but sometimes technology gets in the way. We come a little later, but we come. So I'll see you back here next Tuesday. Thank you very much.